The audio podcast edition of Farlands or Bust is made possible by support from fans on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash Mac to keep this series commercial free. Hello, Farlanders! My name is Kurt. Welcome back to Farlands or Bust! That's right, Farlands or Bust. This is episode 809. I told you, you keep messing around with Wolfie, you get trapped in here with me. I want to try to trap you in here for all of eternity. Oh, quickly now. Ah, 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 ah. Oh, dang it, he escaped. Go on and get in. Get in there. Oh, dang it, he bamboozled me. All right, well, regardless, this is episode 809 of Far Lands or Bust. Being recorded live on Twitch, but then coming out on YouTube and podcast distribution centers worldwide on Saturday, December 19th, 2020. As we continue here in Far Lands or Bust. In Minecraft, Beta 173 is really what I meant to say. Uh, heading west. Heading west to the Far Lands. As we do and as we've done. For almost 10 years. We started in March of 2011 on episode 11 of the series, and it's now episode 809. So, two more episodes and it'll be 800 episodes. Math. And yeah, this March is 10 years. <laughs> ah, oh, that's just... Uh. <laughs> Uh, it'll be the longest job I've ever held by double. Previously, five years was my maximum. Um, <laughs> where I just like bail out after five years. Um, but uh, yeah, existential crisis. Woo! Um, but yeah, speaking of all these amazing numbers, you know what happened actually live while we were streaming is that we reached our fundraiser charity goal, raising money for the Equal Justice Initiative over at farlandsorbust.com. I had set the goal to $4,200 and we blasted. We blasted through it. We are now at $5,004.99. Previously, we were at $4,999.99, but we recently got a $5 donation in. Uh, again, math. Uh, but yeah, we completely blasted through it. Uh, added with, uh, don't forget, we also raised this season, season eight of Far Lines of Busts. We also raised money for PAWS, the Progressive Animal Welfare Society, a local charity here in Seattle, where I adopted Juno from. Um, we raised $4,237, which is where I came up with the $4,200 for equal justice. Um, so together now, together, everybody together now, you've all done the math, right? Say it at the same time. $9,241 has been raised for charities during this season of Far Lands or Bust. I appreciate all the support. And of course, that also means Flobathons must commence. When was the last Flobathon? <laughs> Question mark? 
It wasn't that long ago, I don't think, was it? Was it less than a year? Was it... No, well, when was it, Wolfie? Um, chat will know and tell me. Um, it does feel like we just pressed F3 because we kind of did at the last floating point precision rollover area. Um, but we will be doing a flabathon August of 2019 is, is what I'm seeing in the chat. And that makes sense. I do remember it being like August 31st or something like that. Um, I guess, I guess they do hold a little bit less weight and spectacle than they did before on account of the fact that I'm streaming this episode right now and we've been streaming uh, between episodes of Far Lands or Bust. Um, well, I think we could still have a good fun time. It'll definitely come after the new year. For those of you who've been with us a while, you know it, it, it takes uh, a little bit of time <laughs> between reaching the charity goal and then actually scheduling a flabathon, an all-day streaming Far Lands or Bustathon. At the end of which, we press F3, and then we build the end of the season monument, and then we start season nine. Ah, Kaffa Wolfie. Which, uh, yeah, that's about right, isn't it? That equals, even though some seasons have lasted multiple years, that, that about equals one season a year. Uh, give or take one for ten years of doing the Far Lands or Bus thing. So yeah, I do appreciate everybody for your support. For Far Lands or Bus, for the charity. We had some ebbs and flows over the last year. I don't know what specifically happened and then unhappened, but throughout the summer, the Far Lands or Bust episodes and the Far Lands or Bust channel uh, was getting a lot of views, viewers, and subscribers. I passed 400,000 subscribers for the first time ever in the 10 years on YouTube. Um, <laughs> But that is that has slowed down, and we're now kind of back at a at a pre. I don't even know what to call that glitch <laughs> uh, phase of that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, I don't know. That was weird. Uh, but we're continuing on regardless of the ebbs and flows, and more ebbs than there have been flows. Uh, and you can continue donating to the Equal Justice Initiative through FarLinesOrBus.com. You can keep donating. You can donate $5. And then you can ask a question in the comments, and I will add that to the list to be answered as a topic to be talked about in in an upcoming episode of Farlines or Bust. Busta. Why am I having such problem saying that? Thinking thinking about something else. So long, Cobblestone. And, uh, yeah, we'll keep doing that. We'll keep doing that. Cone Dodgers says we record a Ranwin parked live during the Flabathon whilst I walk. Well, that'll be difficult. How am I going to see the ads and respond to the ads and load up the Wikipedia articles so that I can provide the not really requested horsepower ratings of these various old vehicles. 
You've got two monitors. I've got three! <laughs> and they're all taken up by chat and alerts and the recording and the game. I'm sure that won't hamper my bandwidth or anything like that. So anyway, yeah, I appreciate uh, that. That's uh, That was a big surprise. And that came, of course, from everybody, but Unrepentant Geek. Uh, we, a week ago, or in the last episode I mentioned, we had an un anonymous. That's the opposite. That's a double negative. Uh, an anonymous, an anonymous donation of a thousand dollars. That just came through. And then while we were streaming, Unrepentant Geek, with a very generous, another thousand thundo. Thousand, a thousand thundo? What is that, ten million? Uh, another thundo donation that uh, put us over, well over our goal, like I mentioned. Uh, so thank you, Unrepentant Geek, and everybody else for donating. Might as well answer their question that they included, their thousand dollar question. I hope they came up with a good one that I'm not just like, I hold no opinions, and then continue on with the episode. But Unrepentant Geek, ah, asked, careful Wolfie. What do you think of 3D printing? Silly hobby or useful to humanity? You know, I really don't have any opinion on that. Let's go to the next question. <laughs> Uh, honestly, though, I really have no opinion on that. <laughs> I mean, um, they're a thing, right? They're a thing. I don't, I guess I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Better get an opinion fast. That one cost a thousand buckaroos. Um... I don't, I don't, I, I'm, a lot of that stuck stuff, whether or not they be 3D printing or glow forges or laser cutters, which is what a glow forge is. Oh, a snowball. I'm far more interested in snowballs, clearly. Um, well, this might be kind of dangerous for Wolfie over here, but we'll make it quick. Uh, yeah, let me, let me go to sleep and I'll think about my 3D printing opinions. I mean, we have some 3D printing history here on on the channel. Uh, we'll get to that in the morning. And awakeness. And continuing on this. Um, but yeah, a while ago, back when YouTube was more of a thing, and maybe I should have taken advantage of sponsorship opportunities. Uh, a 3D printing company like sent me a Kerbal Space Program, as well as my own Minecraft character as a, a, a 3D print. This is this is early 3D printing technology, um, but yeah, it was like with the sand, the colored sand sort of stuff, because it was all like in color and stuff. Didn't that company shut down? No, I think they're still away. Away? I think they're still around. They're called Shapeways. That's what I have the word away in my mind. I think they're still around, although I don't know, to be honest. Um, they didn't like sponsor me or anything. They just gave me those things for free and I made a video about them. When in fact, I probably should have said, this is my 
price for this spot on my very popular and lucrative Far Lands or Bus YouTube platform. Um, but no, I mean, I know uh, ZK does a lot of 3D printing of things and stuff. And it's useful. Like, Cone got a switch cover for his ramp truck. He got six of them, a color choice to choose from. Um, and he was like 3D printing those mask uh, band thingies to put on the back of your face mask, um, amongst other things. But yeah, I don't. I, I, I guess it all just seems kind of like niche stuff, um, or one-off things, I suppose. I mean, I, I, I don't know if you're also putting in the same realm like the fact that SpaceX, like, quote unquote, 3D prints rocket parts and things like that in their production system. Uh, and I'm sure there are other manufacturing companies and situations where that comes into play. Um, but yeah, if it comes down to like mass production, then like actual mass production is still like cheaper and more economical and faster than like 3D printing, you know, four million of one thing or something like that. I think I don't know. Um, so yeah, I, I I see it on the same level as like a sewing machine, almost like if you had a sewing machine you would probably find some uses for it, or you might even turn a hobby into it. But most people can live without a sewing machine. <laughs> um, alternately, a lot of people have a sewing machine and never use it. I feel like the same can be applied to, to kind of these home 3D printer, Glow 4G type of manufacturing uh, devices. So I, I, that, that's my opinion, and therefore I don't, I don't have any desire or or interest in participating myself in such things as these. Um, like there are maybe like a few times where I like, oh, I wish I could find this part for the 280 or the Corolla or, you know, I wish I had this thing that broke off of my coffee grinder or whatever, but it's not like a make or break situation. So yeah, um, I don't think it's a silly hob hobby. Ha! I don't think it's a silly hobby, but I think it is still a hobby for a lot of people. And yes, the people that do have, like I saw Unrepentant Geek right there, uh, people who do have a 3D printer also have a Glowforge and also have like XYZ other other kind of niche thing that they ordered or whatever from Kickstarter <laughs> or so, you know, whenever these companies all started to pop out of nowhere or they mess around with the uh, Raspberry Pi programming and, and 
little internet of thing devices. It is more a hobby than a, like, necessary tool of modern existence. But thank you very much, Unrepentant Geek, for your very, very generous donation and question. Algae and or algae asks, what's the farthest you've been away from zero zero in real life? You're in real life zero zero, which I'm assuming is your place of birth. Um, well, I'm not sure about the distances involved, but I've got to assume that Paris Minecon was the further furthest away. Is is like central Mexico further away than Paris? I don't I'm I don't know as far as like the miles are concerned. I doubt it, and I don't think so. So yeah, I haven't done much. Ah, look at all those pigs! Careful pigs! We're gonna watch these pigs fall, aren't we? I'll catch them. <laughs> oh, I think they backed away. I was waiting for one of them to go out on the diving board. Ah! That'd be amazing if it jumped into the water and survived. Ah! <laughs> well, that ain't good. That's not the way to do it, friend. Tell him, Wolfie. You know all about this sort of stuff. Actually, don't tell him. You'd tell him the wrong thing because you're always falling. They're doing all right. I think they've. They're a little bit camera shy, so I think we can continue. Ah! <laughs> on. <laughs> All right. Um, it's 4,000 miles from Chicago to Paris. Sure. Um, see, I haven't done much of any international travel uh, or long-distance travel. And the one time I did, I, I didn't, I don't feel like I actually like, you know, people say they went to Paris. You imagine they saw the Eiffel Tower and the Louvre and, and like did all this other international stuff. No, no, uh, just the uh, Euro Disney land uh, is, is really all I did. We did take that one day out on the rainy streets of Paris, but uh, that was about it. So yeah, no, I've never, I've never been anywhere in the Pacific. I've never been to Hawaii or Alaska or Asia or anything like. That's the only European place I've ever been is France. It's only been to like the Caribbean islands, Mexico a few times. That's as far as I've been. Po little pop up to Canada, um, the old in and out, <laughs> pop in, pop out. Uh, and that's about it. No, I haven't done much international travel. The girlfriend wants to and likes to and has uh, traveled around quite a bit, but almost similarly, she did so uh, for work. So she's been to places, but like hasn't actually visited places. So while she's like been to like Australia and. I think she actually did visit Japan, but uh, 
um, you know, all over Europe. She hasn't actually, like, stayed uh, or, or done any actual touring, uh, so I know she would like to do that whenever gestures at everything. Um, so yeah, that's that's it. That's it, I'm afraid. Right, I think that is the thing that a lot of people in Europe don't understand. When Americans say they haven't been much of any places, it's that, like, me living in Seattle from Chicago is like you living in the Ukraine <laughs> compared to uh, the UK or wherever you're from. Um, it's like there's a lot of space <laughs> here uh, to to go around. It's also expensive, uh, which I don't think that is going to change at all when things are safe fish again to travel. Alright, let's make another elevated hidey hole here. I do have to put down like a sign or something at the at the end of the episode, hidey hole, commemorating. The charity goal met. So we'll think about that in the morning. And awakeness. David asks... I'm thinking. Uh, I guess we'll just swim across. If you joined a religion, not for any spiritual beliefs, so like the majority of other people who are in a religion, but solely on which religion you think is the most beautiful and aesthetically pleasing, what religion would you choose? Um, ancient Egyptian. Y'all seen those those sculptures and paintings and all the various gods of death and the sky and they're all like dogs and birds and alligator heads and that that would be an aesthetic. That would be an aesthetic, I'd say, right there. And honestly, it's pretty interesting. Just like the stories. I mean, they're the same stories in all the other multi-theists. What is it called? Did I not make three boats? Did I use them already? Did I just drop them on the ground or something? Hello? <laughs> I'm confused. Uh... Polytheistic. That that's the one. Um, so yeah, no. I mean, I wouldn't do that, and I wouldn't recommend doing that. But that's what I'll. Yeah, very Tomb Raider inspires. Um, there is there is on is it on Netflix or is it on Hulu? There is a 
flying spaghetti monster d uh, documentary out there that we watched. That was actually pretty decent. Pastafarianism. Noodly appendage and whatnot. It's a pretty good documentary. I would recommend it. Ramen, yes. <laughs> ah, good times. Um, but yeah, thank you, David, for the unique question. Very unique question. Speaking of pyramids, look at that pyramid. See, they're calling to me from beneath the sands or dirt or whatever this is. Happy Barrack Cosmonaut with with another very deep, very personal question. Which utensil is best utensil? Do you find yourself eating with a spoon or a fork primarily? Um oh, it's half a pyramid, I guess. I'm trying to think. Uh well, hmm. Probably a fork. Probably a fork. A cafoon. <laughs> um, I mean, even there are in... Uh, I'm, I'm like trying to think of all the times me and the girlfriend are eating something. Like recently, we just had pasta. Like a like a, a sausage pasta and like not the pasta you know the pasta with sausage and red sauce, um, and the girlfriend asked if I wanted a bowl or a plate, and I had a, a minuscule choice paralysis, and I'm like whatever you choose. Uh, she's like no, what do you want? Like we can both eat off of different like dinnerware. It, we don't have to match. Um, and I went with a plate, and she went with a bowl. Um, so there's there's a difference there, but I used a fork. Obviously. I feel like if you're eating out of a bowl, then a spoon is is the choice that goes with bowl. Of course, if I was eating this pasta out of a bowl, I would choose a fork. When here we go. Here's here's the the true equalizer: macaroni and cheese. Spoon or fork? Waiting for responses. Fork. 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 We got one spoon. So yeah, the fork is right. But I, I think uh I think she uses a spoon. But then on the flip side. Um we had, uh, like, soup is obviously a spoon, but, like, pho is, like, chopsticks. But then again, I would switch to a fork if I'm having a hard chopstick time, <laughs> which happens sometimes. Um, but, yeah, like, I I feel like I, I definitely go fork more than spoon when 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 the the food of choice uh is is preempts itself to use both
So, uh, yeah, no, I'm trying to like think of any instances here. I also, uh, I, I also am a little bit particular about my utensil size. Size matters, my friends. Like normally, the smaller spoon for most things, like oatmeal and cereal and whatever. But if it's a liquid, like a soup, then you need the bigger spoon. Do I need this iron? It's free iron. It's free real estate. I'll take some of this, I guess. But then on the flip side, I only like the big fork. Even for a dessert. I know there's a dessert fork, which is tiny tiny. For like pies and things, but that's no good. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, I think I, the girlfriend, her utensils were like too small for me. I think that's why that came up. <laughs> like she has a set of very, very tiny, tiny spoons. And I'm like, why did these exist? They're difficult to use. So yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. That that's it, it's it's based it's based on occasion. However, I do always even if I d I don't I just drink my coffee black. I don't put sugar or cream in it or anything. I still need a spoon in there. I still need a spoon. You gotta stir it. It evenly distributes the heat and the flavor. <laughs> still need a spoon. Same goes for my tea. Although I put honey and tea, uh, sugar, or whatever, and tea. There we go. Those are my utensil opinions. <laughs> um, yeah, let me actually think of, since the sun is setting, let's get on the other side of this hill here. And then I'll place down a sign. Unless this is a pre-built hidey hole? No, it's a lake. Alright, it's very, very forested here. Cows. Oh, here we go. This is, this is like a, a little uh, miniature... Uh, whatever those things are called. You know, they've been popping up all around lately. Monolith! Thank you very much. Monolith. Um, let's use the block of diamonds. Aha! Um... Oh, uh, what what is it? Uh, equal justice and she uh, what? Wait, a n i n i t i a t v charity. Don't charity goal. Uh, 
He's done it. Oh, <laughs> the terrain uh, jitter makes that real hard to see, or just hard to look at. Eee. The world isn't moving, but the sign is, as are the cows in the background. Ooh, neat. All right. Have you always done your month day? No, it uh, it changes, <laughs> depending on uh, what I'm thinking about at the time. Or what number I start typing first. Alright. Come on. There we go. Wow! Okay. That was a little some damage. Hey, Wolfie. Stop playing with those cows. There you go. Alright. Let's build the end of the episode hidey hole here. Oh, that is, uh, that's gonna be the end of the actual hole right there that's not exactly secure but we'll be fine I guess and yeah episode 809 of Farlands Bust in the bag thank you once again everybody who has donated continues to donate who considers donating farlandsbust.com to do that and ask a wide range of questions like you've heard in today's episode. Anything and everything. I, of course, reserve the right not to answer <laughs> if I don't want to, but uh, the, the assistance for the charity is much appreciated, as well as for the hashtag Farlandsabust content here. Indeed. So yeah, I will uh, keep y'all updated about Flabathon, but definitely after the new year. Uh, and also definitely if you're hankering for some Farlands Bust streamage, I'd do it. I am doing it right now. Uh, so twitch.tv slash Kurt Sponsor! Uh, myself? Sure. Self-sponsored. Don't listen. Uh, so yeah, thank you very much for watching. My name is Kurt. I will see you next time Like, I, I definitely go fork more than spoon.